Welcome to ReachMD. The following program, the ramp up and dosing of an acute myeloid leukemia therapy, is developed and sponsored by AbV. This activity is intended for United States and Puerto Rico healthcare professionals only. The U.S. Medical Affairs Department of AbV Incorporated is the sole author and copyright owner of this presentation and has paid ReachMD to host this presentation. AbV is solely responsible for all written and oral content within this presentation. Copyright 2020, AbV Incorporated, all rights reserved. The following speaker has received compensation from the U.S. Medical Affairs Department of AbV Incorporated to prepare and present the following information and is speaking on behalf of AbV. Hi, I'm Eileen Glinsky, Senior Program Research Nurse Practitioner for the Leukemia Program at the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, and I'll be talking about the ramp-up and dosing for venetoclax therapy in patients with newly diagnosed AML. In AML, venetoclax dose depends on the combination partner. When combined with hypomethylating agents, such as azacitidine or decitabine, the venetoclax ramp-up is a three-day daily ramp up to a final 400 milligram daily dose. When combined with low dose cytarabine, there is a four day venetoclax daily ramp up to a final 600 milligram daily dose. In either case, the combination partner is initiated on day one of venetoclax dosing and the combination therapy is continued until disease progression or unacceptable toxicity is observed. An important point here is that due to the acute nature of AML, this ramp-up dosing period for AML over three or four days differs from the ramp-up for CLL, which is over several weeks. But since fanaticlax can cause a rapid reduction of tumor burden, there is a potential risk for tumor lysis syndrome or TLS in patients with AML. For this reason, patients shouldn't be initiated on venetoclax therapy until their white blood cell count are less than 25,000, which means that cytoreduction may be required prior to treatment to bring white blood cell counts below 25,000. Hospitalization protocols for the initiation of venetoclax therapy will vary depending on your institution's practice standards and status of each patient. But in my practice, I recommend that all patients be put on allopurinol before starting therapy and evaluate the need for resburicase. I also maintain a good fluid intake, either intravenously or PO at two liters per day. These Prophylactic measures should be continued during the ramp-up phase. I monitor blood chemistries every six to eight hours during the ramp-up and 24 hours after reaching the final dose, including potassium, uric acid, phosphorus, calcium, and creatinine. Additional measures should be taken for patients with risk factors for tumor lysis syndrome, such as circulating blasts, high burden of leukemia involvement in the bone marrow, elevated pretreatment LDH levels, or reduced renal function. For these patients, we'll often monitor fibrinogen and CRP levels. We may also consider reducing the venetoclax starting dose. We then continue to monitor for evidence of TLS during treatment, and we manage abnormalities in serum creatinine, 
uric acid, and electrolytes quickly if they develop. Lastly, I want to spend a minute on drug-drug interactions with phenatoclax. Since phenatoclax is predominantly metabolized, CYP3A can commit in use with strong or moderate CYP3A or PGP inhibitors increases venatoclax exposure, which can increase the risk of TLS at initiation and during the ramp-up phase. And this requires venatoclax dose adjustments during and after ramp up. Let's consider the use of the antifungal prophylaxis agent posaconazole, which is a strong CYP3A inhibitor. Based on the outcomes of the posaconazole substudy within the M14 358 trial, it was determined that the optimal dosing of venatoclax in combination with posaconazole should not exceed 70 milligrams. For other strong CYP3A inhibitors, it is recommended to reduce the venatoclax dose to 100 milligrams. Moderate CYP3A and PGP inhibitors when taken concomitantly with venatoclax require a reduction in the venatoclax dose by at least 50%. One must also keep in mind that grapefruit products, Seville oranges, and starfruit contain inhibitors of CYP3A as well. So these should be avoided during the treatment of venatoclax. An important point, antifungal prophylaxis can also be continued during venatoclax treatment with the use of agents not classified as CYP3A or PGP inhibitors, such as the echocandins like mycofungin, caspofungin, and andulofungin. But in all cases, we want to verify the drug profiles of our patients and monitor closely for signs of venatoclax toxicities, resuming the venatoclax dose that was used prior to initiating any CYP3A or PGP inhibitor two to three days after discontinuation of that inhibitor. In summary, when we initiate venatoclax in patients with newly diagnosed AML, the dose is ramped up to a final 400 milligram daily dose over the course of three days when combined with aza or decitabine. Before starting venatoclax and during the ramp up period, it's important to provide TLS prophylaxis with hydration and anti-hyperuricemics assess and correct blood chemistries and consider appropriate dose modifications. Now let's take a moment to review the indication and safety summary for venatoclax. Venetoclax indication and safety overview for AML. Indication. Venetoclax is a BCL2 inhibitor indicated in combination with azacitidine or decitabine or low-dose cytarabine for the treatment of newly diagnosed acute myeloid leukemia, or AML, in adults who are age 75 years or older, or who have comorbidities that preclude use of intensive induction chemotherapy. Warnings and precautions. TLS, tumor lysis syndrome, or TLS, including fatal events and renal failure requiring dialysis, has occurred in patients treated with venetoclax. Anticipate TLS. Assess risk in all patients. Premedicate with antihyperuricemics and ensure adequate hydration. Employ more intensive measures, intravenous hydration, frequent monitoring, hospitalization, as overall risk increases. 
neutropenia. Monitor blood counts, interrupt dosing, and resume at same or reduced dose. Consider supportive care measures. Infections. Fatal and serious infections, such as pneumonia and sepsis, have occurred in patients treated with venetoclax. Monitor for signs and symptoms of infection, and treat promptly. Withhold venetoclax for grade 3 and 4 infection until resolution and resume at same or reduced dose. Immunization. Do not administer live attenuated vaccines prior to, during, or after venetoclax treatment until B-cell recovery. Embryo-fetal toxicity. May cause embryo-fetal harm. Advise females of reproductive potential, of the potential risk to a fetus, and to use effective contraception. Increased mortality in patients with multiple myeloma, or MM, when venetoclax is added to bortezomib and dexamethasone. In a randomized trial in patients with relapsed or refractory MM, the addition of venetoclax to bortezomib plus dexamethasone, a use for which venetoclax is not indicated, resulted in increased mortality. Treatment of patients with MM with venetoclax in combination with bortezomib plus dexamethasone is not recommended outside of controlled clinical trials. Adverse reactions. In AML, the most common adverse reactions, greater than or equal to 30%, in combination with azacitidine or decitabine or low-dose cytarabine were nausea, diarrhea, thrombocytopenia, constipation, neutropenia, febrile neutropenia, fatigue, vomiting, edema, pyrexia, pneumonia, dyspnea, hemorrhage, anemia, rash, abdominal pain, sepsis, musculoskeletal pain, dizziness, cough, oropharyngeal pain, and hypotension. Review full prescribing information for additional information at www.rxabv.com or contact ABV Medical Information at 1-800-633-9110 or go to abvmedinfo.com. This program was brought to you by AbV. If you've missed any part of this discussion or to find others in this series, visit ReachMD.com slash Leukemia Care. This is ReachMD. Be part of the knowledge.